Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Olson and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. He had his hair uh, kind of done up earlier, a couple little tufts, uh, but, but they came out pre, pre-show here and now he's, he's just letting it rock. Did you see Jimmy do that in the game or it just like... I think uh, from what he said, uh, I have to listen back to what he said post-game, but basically like... They, the braids, I think, started coming out the other day. He had them, I guess, braided up from his – remember he had the – I think yeah, from his trip uh, to uh, Argentina. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he said one of the braids, I guess, came out the other day. So he, like, kind of, like, tied some of it up and kept some of them in. And I think just as the game went – because by the second quarter, like, half of them were out. I can't imagine he just was pulling them out. Um, and then at halftime, obviously, he, uh, he undid the whole thing because it was falling apart. Uh, but it didn't stop him from putting together another uh, just vintage Jimmy Butler performance in the Heat. Uh, get a win by the time we you people are listening. By the time this show goes up, the Heat might have the uh, NBA record for most wins <laughs> by five or fewer points because they tied that record last night. Um, I don't know, just kind of a typical Heat game. A little bit more, you know, more balance, I guess. It wasn't all. It wasn't just the Jimmy show. Uh, Gabe Benson was good. Um, Bam was obviously made a big block down the stretch, but um, we, we've talked about it all year long. The fact that the story tends to be the same for this team uh, every week, and um, you know, definitely, definitely feels the same. Another close win, a close loss over the weekend. It's they just keep doing their thing. Yeah, and it's just their inability to string together. Not for it's impossible to string together 48 quality minutes. That's really hard to do. But, like, consistent play throughout the yeah. game has been the biggest challenge, right? And you see it, like... Yeah, I mean, they were up by was, 12 in the first quarter, and then... Yeah. And that's the NBA them. today, right? Yeah. With the, the three-pointer and all that. Like, teams are going to get back into the game. It's just... You want to see this team, like, cruise to a win once well, in a while, it's, yeah, right? it's like, not, it's, it have, it's the NBA today, but... Yeah. Good teams blow teams out every once in a while. Yeah. And Especially they, a Utah team at the end of a long trip. You know, East Coast trip. They've... They're depleted after the trade deadline. They're missing Colin Sexton, mm-hmm. um, and you know you need this game. They, they you know they're in playing tournament territory too, but the Heat really needed this win after losing in Orlando a few nights ago, and they got it. But I mean they were down by one with a minute left. Yeah, they easily could have lost that game, and the conversation would have been completely different. It's just this team just can't get any kind of separation from teams. I think since we recorded it. The last time, I don't think they have did they have a like more than a five point win since then. Because at no. that point, they had one five point win. It like was that Hawks game points. we talked about it last yeah. week. Um, it was like an eight point win, and then since then, what they they obviously lost to Orlando over the weekend, a four point win last night. We'll see what happened Wednesday. We're recording this uh, Tuesday yeah. morning. Um, so so that, they, they have one win of more than five points in the last two months. It's yeah. just it's, it's crazy. crazy. That's yeah. insane for a but, team that is still a, like a good team right they're going to make the playoffs they're probably going to host the play-in um they're not a great team but they're a a real you know nba team that is i don't know they're going to be in all likelihood one of the last 16 teams playing in in the nba this year like they're it, it's it's I, I guess it is unprecedented i was going to say is it unprecedented it kind of is unprecedented because uh at some point here, almost definitely the Heat are going to have the most close wins in NBA history. And um, they're also closing in on, as you've 
chronicled all year long uh, the the clutch games record. They've got a real shot right. of that with with 12 games left. 50 of their 70 games this year have been uh, clutch games, right? Is that 50, 50 of 70? 50 of 70, yeah. Which means within five points in the last uh, five minutes, is that the, the qualifier for it? Yeah. Five, so, uh, within five points in the final five minutes. In the final yeah. five points. At any minutes, point. So, at any point. At any point, yeah. So sometimes they can end in blowouts. But again, like that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, again, it's unprecedented. Like they're going to set an NBA record. Yeah. I think their NBA record is 41. I want to say off the top of my head. I was just looking at it now, looking for it now, but I couldn't find it. The Nuggets sent it, uh, set it like in the late 70s. Um, I think the Heat now have 39 games, 39 such games of uh, they've been decided by five points or less. So they're two, three away from setting their NBA record with 12 games left. Yeah, they're they're going to get yeah, it. And at that's this really point, the at this point, they're going to get it. The games like, is not tracked all the way back. But yeah, yeah, that is like, that's a real NBA record. That is like the entire history. Because we have the scores for every NBA yeah. game ever. Like that is a real NBA record. It's incredible. They already have the record for, like you said, they already tied the record for, um, tied it or they set it, David? Last night, they tied, they tied, tied, they tied it. They the could, record could be set by wins. the time. Yeah. It could be tied, set yeah. by the time uh, this comes out, depending on what happens Wednesday night. Yeah. So yeah, they they tied it. So I mean, it it is unprecedented. It's crazy. It's in, insane to cover, as you saw uh, <laughs> yeah. last night against Utah. Every game is the same. Um, where it comes down to the final minute or two, and again, like we've said it the last few months, that's why they're a 500 team. That's why they yeah. are where they are because yeah. you're gonna win some of those games where Tyler Hero hits a big three with 57 seconds left, and you're going to lose some of those games mm-hmm. where Julius Randle makes a three that bounces off his foot, and there goes the there goes the game. So, unfortunately, like, yeah, it's good that they're not getting blown out much yeah. this year, but it's also not good that they're putting themselves in these situations so many times because at the end of the day, you're probably not going to be much better than 500 most of the time when you're that type of team. Yeah, I mean, that as we, I think we kind of just said it last week. It's the story of this season. Um, It makes them, I think, kind of still interesting to people going into the playoffs, whether or not that's deserved. Um, You know, they're, they're probably going to get either. Well, they're probably going to, as we, I guess we should lay it out They're They're almost definitely going to get the seven seed. Now they're up or definitely going to get in the play in probably very good shot to get the seven seed. They're up two and a half on Atlanta. Um, 12 games left and down again, this will change by the time this goes up, but, uh, four games back in the, of the six seed, uh, which is currently a tie between the Knicks and Nets. So very, very going to be very tough to get out of the plan. But yeah, I, so the way this team plays games, obviously they could lose two playing games and just be done, but they could also win their numbers you know, their, their seven, eight game play the Sixers in the first round and give them a scare. Cause I know I mean, Heat fans, I think feel like they maybe own the Sixers a little bit. I don't know if the Sixers feel the same way, but I know if they fall behind in that series, they're going to start seeing ghosts. And um, so, you know, I, I think both of us are like, we don't have super high hopes for what this Heat team can do in the playoffs, but um, it has been certainly an interesting season with the Eric Spolster line that he gives every night. You need season tickets, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess your right? like, they're, 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 you are getting your money's worth. There are close games. Um, if you want to see a pretty solid basketball, probably not the season yeah. to go to heat games, but they are, you know, exciting. And, 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 you know, you, you see some um, clutch shots and a lot of clutch moments. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, it's it's hard to see them escaping the playing, right? There are three mm-hmm. games behind the, the Knicks and the Nets with 12 games to go. Um, but the good news is they're two and a half up on Atlanta as yeah. of Tuesday when we record this. So whoever, the, if they stay in this spot, whoever they face in that first playing game that they host, they're going to be favored, right? Mm-hmm. So if they win that, they get that game probably be Tuesday. You probably don't open until Saturday or Sunday. You get three or four days off for the, yeah. you know, the first round begins. And you most likely face either Boston or Philly. Um, and yeah, like you said, I think Philly would be the more intriguing matchup just because you beat them last year, right? And, and you have, um, it just seems like a better matchup probably. Um, but Boston, there's some history there too. And he played them with seven games. But yeah, either way, like you're not going to have home court advantage. You're going to have to play that extra playing game. You're going to be a disadvantage. Um, the Heat style of basketball doesn't seem like it's uh, one to way conducive to winning over us. Yeah, or definitely over like two or three rounds, right? Yeah. Um, but that's where that's where things stand right now, and that's probably the most likely outcome is you face either Boston or Philly in that first round. Yeah, and of course, as I said this team can easily lose not just two games, but they can lose yeah. one game, and then you get stuck. You've played two games by then. If you like, let's say you lose to Atlanta and then beat. Chicago in the second playing game, then you probably stuck playing Milwaukee with already having played two games and Giannis fully rested. And um, yeah, it's, it's obviously not an ideal situation for this team. Um, and it kind of like at this point feels like a little bit of a march to whatever kind of frustrating finishes is going to be, but um, still 12 games left. You know, they still working in some new pieces. They got Kyle Lowry back. Like the stuff will, the NBA, it's the NBA stuff changes all the time. The heat, weirdly have been the one team that feel like they've not changed at all this year. Um, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, I don't want to say like big signs of, of hope, but some, a couple of different things to monitor here as we go down the stretch at least. Yeah. I mean, I think Jimmy Butler's number one, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, like when you have a player like Jimmy, like, yeah, it's, it gives you, 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 said you it a million times. Any it gives team. him a chance yeah. against anyone. He's averaging 26 points on 63% shooting since the break. Like, that's – it's amazing to have him, like, won more games with, I know. with him the way he's playing. So, um, whenever you have Jimmy Butler playing at that level, and it seems like he's turned it up um, recently, obviously, as, as down the stretch here, he's had to because they need every win they can get. Um, you're going to have a chance, right? Especially late in close games. is very good in, in late in games. Um, but – I would say that is pretty much the only reason to have any type of hope of, of getting past the first round, considering mm-hmm. where, you know, what the team they're going to face uh, to open the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's more about the, the opponent they're going to face, I think, than, yeah. you know, like if they yeah. were playing, if they, so sure. when we, Atlanta in the first at round, the trade deadline, we, at the trade deadline, we thought this team was going to get out of the play and maybe even get up to number five. You know, we thought Brooklyn was going to fade. We were not super big believers in New York. Um, instead, those two teams have like really held their ground. Um, and, you know, I think if we we thought that he maybe got a, had a chance to get up to the five and then play Cleveland, we were like, all right, yeah. they'll, they'll win a game and then or win a series and then be stuck playing Milwaukee. And, you know, they've beaten Milwaukee before. They've lost to Milwaukee before, like Bam versus Giannis, a decent, decent enough matchup. Jimmy is, you know, can go toe to toe as a scorer with pretty much anyone. Um, but just I mean, they kind of have blown it basically over the last since the all-star break. I mean, they've been, they've been very mediocre since the all-star break. And I, I guess even going into the all-star break when they lost two in a row and, and 
kind of like too late at this point, I guess. Yeah, five and six since the break. Like that's not yeah. any really five and eight, five or eight over their last uh, thirteen. Well, thirteen, yeah. And I mean that that Brooklyn loss entering the break obviously was not. I think they had a chance to overtake Brooklyn maybe in that game, mm-hmm. but right before the break and they end up losing by double digits in Brooklyn. And then you know they've been mediocre to below average since the break. Um, and that's why they are where they are right now. I think at one point, like Cleveland was even sliding, and we were like, "Can they get to four? Right? Yeah. Like, like maybe a few weeks before the All Star break. And yeah, it's just it, it's it's crazy. It's just crazy that that like that this team, pretty much the same team as last year, and here we are with 12 games to go before the playoffs, and we're talking about the play-in and if they can get out of the play-in tournament. Right. It's just been a it's been a it's been a season I won't forget because of all the close games because it just has been like insane and historic, but it's been a, it's for the most part, it's been a bad season for them, right? Like yeah. it's just been a, it's been a disappointing season and yeah, they beat Utah on Monday and they needed that win and you take it right. Any way you can get it at this point, but it's not a great win. Like there were still yeah. the same issues are plaguing you. You had defensive lapses, which that's been to me, the biggest, uh, most alarming thing since the break is that their defense has not been has been below average. I mean, they were a top five defense before mm-hmm. the break, and I think they're ranked 21 or 22 since then in the 11 games since then. Their offense is pretty much the same, even though they're shooting threes at a higher rate, you know, yeah. a better rate. They're turning the ball over more, um, so that's kind of negated their three point slight three point improvement. Um, yeah, it's just they they've been worse since the break, which you didn't expect, especially as got as they've gotten healthier. And they've dealt with injuries this year, right? Big picture, but they've been healthy now for like the last two months. Jimmy has missed like one game in the last two months. Yeah. Bam hasn't missed. Other any. than other than Kyle Lowry. Other than Kyle Lowry, your three main guys, Tyler, Bam, and Jimmy, have pretty much been in the lineup, give or take a few games, for the last two or three months, and they still have been around a 500 team. So, I, you know, they have, it's such a large sample size now that. I just think this is who they are, right? It took me a while. I think for the first two months, you and I were like, they're going to get it together. They're going to start making threes. When they get healthy, they'll be fine. But it's been such a large sample now that I just think this is who they are this season. They, they just have – they're a flawed team right now with the, with the style they play and kind of the roster they have, you know, with the, you know, with the way some guys are performing. Yeah, and I think the last two weeks, as, as you kind of said, is um, – has been what has kind of sold us on this as being just like, because even yeah. going to the all-star break, we were like, you know, they'll, uh, you know, they got Kevin Love, obviously then. And um, I think even then we were like, you know, the three point, they're still within striking distance to get out of the play in. We, we believed, I think that the three point shooting was going to bounce back. And I think we were actually right on that. It just probably happened too late. Um, but just the fact that it, they got that two week stretch there out of the break two three week stretch whatever almost i guess a month now but um you know that that stretch from the going into the all-star break until now has just kind of made whatever we whatever improvement we're going to see here and i think again the three-point shooting has really bounced back um you know kyle lowry no matter what you think of him is going to help just because you're deeper now and you have more options and, and he's actually you know Hit, hit some really big shots over the last couple of games here. Um, but the last two weeks just make it kind of put everything like, 
know, it just kind of puts a lot of stuff out of reach. But um, I don't know. Are there any anything from these last couple of weeks? You know, again, there because there have been, I think, a couple of positives mixed yeah. in with just bad results that I think if this was October or November or December, we would be saying, all right, like some signs here. If they can get this clicking in time, then they'll be fine. But is there anything that you've seen over these last couple of weeks that give you uh, thought that maybe this team can hit another level in the final like 10 plus games this season? I mean, aside from Jimmy just playing at this yeah, level, yeah. As, good as, as good as he's looked in the regular season, uh-huh. probably ever, right? Yeah. He's having one of the best seasons of his career. Um, the three-point shooting, like you said, I yeah, mean, that... I think they were shooting 33% before the break. Now they're like at 36 since the break. Like, mm-hmm. it's gone up. It's ticked up a little bit, which is really important for this team. Unfortunately, like I said, turnovers have kind of negated some of those, uh, that, that uptick. Um, and then I, I just getting healthy, right? Like, you have Kyle Lowry back coming up the bench. Um, you've seen flashes from him even in the first few games. He's been available how, how he, of how he can help this team. Yeah. You have Caleb Martin back in a bench role. Um, they, they just have their full complement of guys. So it's going to take a bit. It's weird that, like, you know, Eric Spolcher even said after the Utah game, like, I'm still trying to figure things out. There's three weeks left in the year, four weeks yeah. left in the season, but he just hasn't had everybody available much this season because of all the injury issues. Yeah, and then especially so, you throw Kevin Love in and yeah. you know, Cody Zeller's still out, but we'll see, you know, broken nose. Some guys can come back from those usually relatively quickly. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it, 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 that the rotation's still a work in progress. I think we're kind of seeing it come together a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that everyone is getting healthy now—that's encouraging. Jimmy's play is encouraging. Three-point shooting starting to come around is encouraging. Um, so those are positives. But unfortunately, like if if the Heat were still playing defense at a top-five level after the break, yeah, they probably would be in a position like at six or five right now. They would not be five and six. They'd probably be like eight and three at this point, or seven and four. Um, that'd make a big difference in the standing. So it's just, it's, it, that's been this season. It's like when one thing goes right, something else goes wrong to, to offset it. And that's kind of what's gone on, uh, unfortunately for them since the break. Yeah. Jimmy basically kind of said the same thing post game yesterday. He was like, asked like what he's seen since the all-star break. He was like, the offense is, I think pretty good right now. Uh, as you notice, the numbers don't totally bear that out because of the turnover issues, but yeah. The shooting, um, the shot you know, making is better. The shot yeah. making has been much better. Uh, you know, on on Monday, seven different guys in double figures. Like that's not happened a lot for this team this year. There's been so reliant on basically three guys to score for them. Um, you know, they did fine in the minutes without Jimmy, which is that was kind of their biggest issue for most of the season. Um, but he basically like our defense is not what it's supposed to be. And in that second quarter where the Heat like. We're starting to kind of get run out of the building, obviously eventually stabilized and, and rallied to win. But like it was just like layup, layup, layup. Like the, the defense is just not um, yeah. again, again, against like a pretty mediocre Utah team that pro- ultimately probably is like not even going to make the play in in the West. And as you said, and um, on the end of a long road trip, like it was just it was very uncharacteristic heat performance. Obviously, they win in the end with a great defensive play by Bam, but. Uh, yeah, they're like you, you kind of summed it up that they can't get everything to work right at the same time, and that's that's been another big story. Of, I mean, that explains in a lot of ways why um why they can't, why all these games are so close, right? Because you know the way to blow teams out is have a good offensive performance and a good defensive yeah, comp- performance. The way to play close games yeah. is to be good on one side of the ball and bad on the other side of the ball. We're either trading buckets or no one can score. 
And right now they're kind of trading buckets and that's not a recipe to yeah. win. I mean, I think that the unique thing about this team is, is we've seen what it could look like when it is working, right? We've seen what it, it can look yeah, like. Yeah. Well, when, they've actually, when they I do mean, put it together. The most, yeah. They've played pretty well against, as we said a couple of times, they've played pretty well against good teams. Um, you know, it was kind of as well as you could ask for for a team that's in their position, like middle of the Eastern Conference. But then they lose to Orlando and yeah, well, Charlotte twice and San yeah, exactly. But like, you know, they've beaten yeah. Phoenix, they've beaten Milwaukee, they've beaten Boston, Beat Boston obviously. Twice. Yeah. yeah, like they 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 have some good wins on their resume. They, you know, good for for tournament seating. But uh, I was not, say, where would you see them <laughs> in the tournament based on their resume? Yeah, I don't know. They're they're still probably like a six or seven in the. <laughs> Like, I don't know, they're not much better than their, their position because those yeah. are some really bad losses. Yeah, and their point differential is, again, negative. Yeah, right? negative. They're, I believe the only team in the East field right now with a negative point differential. Um, you know, they're, like, that's what happens when you win a bunch of close games and don't get any blowout wins is give them, ne- like, they're better than their, they're worse than their record indicates based on that number, which is, like, obviously kind of crazy. So a question that I've been thinking about over the past few weeks, and, and Bam was a little better against the Jazz, especially late in the game. He kind of got it going there in the third quarter, and and obviously made the big big, big defensive play uh, in the fourth quarter um, to stop mm-hmm. a potential game time yeah. basket. Um, but it, it seems like like before the break, it was very Bam centric, right? The offense was built around mm-hmm. Bam. Especially Tyler and Bam picking roles. Yeah, especially because Jimmy spots. was missing time. Yeah, Jimmy was missing time. He was not as assertive, right? As he was trying to let Bam do his thing. Since the break, Jimmy's really taken it upon yeah. his, saw himself to kind of carry the offense, and the offense has become more Jimmy centric, right? It's mm-hmm. like leaning more toward Jimmy, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, but we've seen kind of Bam's numbers take a dip since the break because of that. His shot attempts are down, free throw attempts are down, points are down. Do you? Th- is it is it a bad sign that they can't like do it together, right? Like have both going at the same time? I mean, I guess we've seen it in the past, but yeah, so that's the thing. It we've just seen seems... it in the past, which makes me a little bit more, um, which makes me not as worried about it. But um, I don't. I mean, Bam, as you mentioned, was really good down the stretch last night. Um, yeah, for a lot, a lot of, of like offensive know, rebounds and stuff like that, right? It wasn't like getting to a spot. Yeah, it was like offensive well, he, rebounds and. I mean, I do wonder if he's, you know, his usage, he's obviously, like, all of his, like, usage numbers are, like, going to be way higher than they've been. But, like, you know, he was miss, he missed some pretty ugly jumpers last night. Like, yeah. part of me does wonder if he's running into a little bit of a wall or dealing with an injury or something. Like, you don't, you don't see him miss shots like he was missing last night. Obviously, down the stretch, he can lock in, especially on defense. Like, he's still going to give it to you. But uh, it's another thing where, like, as we said, like, they can't get everything to click at once. It does. You yeah. you're right that right now the the Jimmy Bam combination, which is obviously the foundation of everything this team does, um, that's not that's not humming either. Yeah, I kind of feel like and and Spose tried this more lately. Is you kind of have you obviously start Jimmy Bam and Tyler together, but if you can stagger their minutes with the game, it probably makes sense um, to have like two almost two offenses, right? Like a Bam and Tyler offense. Right. Yeah. And then a Jimmy offense. I mean, that is like kind of Jimmy like post up ISOs. The way they they survived those Jimmyless minutes last night was not like by a guy off the bench like going off. It was yeah. Bam carrying everything, and then like a couple guys hitting some big shots here and there. Like that that's still the rest. They they don't have because Tyler Hero's in the starting lineup. They don't have like a sixth man who can just run the offense. Um, you know, they've got some good reserves, obviously. Uh, now with 
Caleb Martin and, and you know, Victor and well, Kyle can kind of run the offense because oh, yeah. he's coming off the bench, but Victor can obviously get hot. Um, but for the most part, those they've got a bunch of role players on the bench. It's not they don't have a Tyler, they don't have a uh I mean, because even Kyle at this point is ultimately a role player. Um, even if he's gonna have the ball in his hands a lot. Um, but yeah, that that's gotta be the recipe for this team is basically like you said run two different offense you know teams do it that, that's how you know yeah like that's how it's supposed to you when you when you have a ball dominant star like that or two ball dominant stars i mean i i think back to the thunder for years wasn't that the complaint that they would like scott brooks wouldn't stagger kevin durant and russell westbrook properly yeah. like i don't know i've always been kind of a believer in in that as uh a way to win, especially, and again, we've talked about it a million, million times on the show. It's just how unique of guys those those two guys are as stars, um, in that they want to create more for others, probably more than they want to shoot, and um, and the fact they're just not shooter. Yeah, you know, they they both live on getting tough shots. It it makes sense to just split those guys up when you can, and um, and trust you know put shooters around them. Right, we've said it couple times that jimmy surrounded by shooters one of the best weapons in the sport um and then crunch time obviously those two guys like i know the defense was pretty rocky last night but down the stretch they like really locked in and i think the jazz only scored like two points in the last three or four minutes there so um you know they've they've obviously they have to coexist um but i think they also have to work independently that that's the only way that this team can um especially to close out the regular, you know, playoffs are different where guys play more minutes, but to close out the regular season, that's the only way they can keep, keep, keep pace like this. Although eventually they're just going to have to move into playoff mode is because again, a lot of their goals are kind of out the window. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, look at the standings now. I'm just trying to think of like what it's going to take for them to avoid the plane as unlikely as it is. Yeah. They have 12 games left. Um, I'm thinking 10 and two. Because I, 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 Brooklyn goes 500 and New York goes 500. I think they both finished like with 46 wins, right? Mm-hmm. You have 46 wins. You have 37 wins right now. So they can go 10 and two and finish with 47 wins. They can. Now, have they won if, 10? Have they won 10 of 12 at any point this season? Probably not, right? I don't think so. I mean, their no best way. stretch was when, like in in maybe January, right, where they went. I'm trying to think. I mean, they had a four-game winning streak. Their longest winning streak is four, which came yes. one. So they can't have had a. Uh, I guess they could. It came in December. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unlikely. They, they, their best stretch was probably this one where they were. Uh, four, six, eight, eight, and eight three. And three. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's possible, but. It would have to be their best stretch of the season. It would have to be the best stretch of the season, and that's probably it's not again it's not impossible. They go ten and two. I think they have at least a chance to finish six. And I they mean, do have two games against the Knicks left, and one against Brooklyn. One against I mean, the obviously, they don't have the, the tiebreaker against Brooklyn, but they yeah. do. Two games game against Detroit. Against two games against Detroit. The schedule's right favorable. You know, it's Grizzlies, one of the easiest like, schedules. Grizzlies in the league, right now right? are falling apart, yeah. right? Like the Wizards, like, Orlando to close it out. Like yeah, winnable games. They've really um, only got like one game left that you're like, that's. I mean, it's that Sixers game on TNT on on April sixth, right. which on paper that's like the only point. one yeah. like kind of right in a loss. But again, yeah, who knows? And you know, if the Heat are fighting for something. You know, Jimmy against like the Sixers on TNT. Like that's as we've said, they've been really good in their biggest games of the year, and that that certainly would count as one. Yeah, and uh, and look, I know six has been the goal, right? And this game on the plane is the goal, but they're the same 
distance back from five. So right. I mean, it's not out of the. Yeah. Again, it's not. I mean, they would. So the, you've been very negative teams, on this episode. Obviously, you have to pass two teams. But, but yeah. But if if they get to five and face Cleveland in the first round, that's not totally out of possibility. You know, out of the realm of possibility. So I don't think it's going to happen. Our prediction is they finish six. Uh-huh. But if you're looking for optimism, if you're looking for a goal for the Heat to reach in these final few weeks, I think ten and two is the goal right now because that would seem to at least get you to six and avoid the plan. What would ten and two look like? What do they have to do to to hit that? And well, they have to get. Like, and have yeah. you seen anything to make you think it's possible in the last couple games? I think it's what we talked about. Jimmy and the three point shooting. That's about yeah. it. But I think the key for them is their defense. Their defense has to get yeah right because I don't trust the offense to be as consistent. Like yeah, consistent they're not scoring one twenty every night. Right yeah. to win to, to just win behind their offense ten out of twelve games. Like that's not going to happen. Their defense has to be elite for them to pull that off. And unfortunately, I haven't, you know, we haven't seen that really at all since the, maybe mm-hmm. one or few, one or two games that their defense played well. But other than that, it's been really shaky and inconsistent, um, which is weird, again, because they were so good on defense the first few months. Um, and, and it's changed here the last few weeks. But if I had to pick one thing that would take, you know, they need to do during that stretch to, to finish 10-2, and two, it'd be get back to playing elite defense. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, NCAA tournament this weekend, always the time I think uh, casual college basketball fans can lock in and start thinking about the draft a little bit. Um, anyone uh, any, anyone on your on your radar? Like you just raise your hand for people listening that you are a college basketball college basketball fan. Um, the Heat, you know, they have a first round pick. It could be... Not high. I mean, I guess it could be if they miss the play and then jump up in the lottery. But uh, like seventeen or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it could be like 17, 18, 16. Like it could be could be pretty high up there. Um, any any names you've heard this year that are, are interesting to you that you want to watch this weekend? Well, Wembenyama is really good. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a um, weird draft because literally four of the top five. Yeah. Uh, pro- projected top five picks are not in the tournament between Wamanyana, Scoot Henderson, Scoot, and yeah. the Thompson twins from uh from Fort Lauderdale who play for Overtime Elite. Um, and then the other guy is Brandon Miller who's got his own issues. Um, right. But the Heat are probably not going to get any of those guys uh, unless something goes terribly wrong and then terribly right. I was saying, or uh, anti right? Yeah, right. Um, but for the most part, they're they're probably in uh, the mid, you know, the, yeah. the mid teens. I would say is where they're going to wind up. Um, I don't know. Have you have you looked at any mock drafts or anything or any names that, that pop out to you? I mean, the one you were saying before we started recording is interesting, Jed Howard. Yeah, unfortunately, um, not at the tournament. Oh, he's not. Oh, uh, wow. They're, they're, they're actually playing in the NIT tonight. Uh, if you want to check okay. that out. Well, I'll tell you that's what you meant. The NIT. There you go. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna watch the NIT tonight. But no, I mean, he, he would be interesting. He's Juwan Howard's son. He's a is a, a a wing with length yeah. and height, six eight. Um, looking at the right now at the big board of NBADraft.net, and he's 16th. So he would be right in that range. I and mean, he liked local, you know, the connections of yeah. Maybe getting guys uh, that actually two guys right with. in that range. Taylor Hendricks uh, from Fort Lauderdale also is kind of right in that range. Another guy though not in the tournament playing Florida in the NIT in the first round. Um, so so there's no reason to watch the tournament. No, just that, check out the NIT. In, 
NXT. That's that's where the Heat's uh, future draft picks are are playing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, that's one that immediately sticks out just because of the last name and because he's kind of a position of need, right? More wings with length, and uh, he's projected to go right in there in that range where they probably will be picking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple other guys. Um... Chris Murray from Iowa. There's a couple older guys who are interesting. Chris Murray from Iowa, who is um, uh, why am I forgetting Murray's name for the Kings? Uh, oh, um, Keegan. Yeah, I'm gonna start that over. All right, go ahead. Uh, a couple other names, a couple older guys stick out. Uh, Chris Murray from Iowa is Keegan Murray's uh, brother, uh, kind of projected to go in that same room. Similar player to, you know, big forward with some scoring ability, All-American this year. Um, Iowa guys are always very skilled offensively. Um, Trace Jackson Davis, who Miami can play in, in round two uh, for Indiana. Big athletic, big man. Older guy, though, um, 23 already. Uh, but he's late first round range there. Um, and then a couple do, other do, guys. Do you like this draft class? I, I mean, so it's weird because the top, I haven't seen a lot of those guys yeah. other than like watching obviously Scoot and Wambanyama and the, uh, like when they did their showcase right. at the start of year. Brandon Miller is, I think awesome. Um, and then the Thompson twins, I've watched them a lot in high school. Um, I've always been fans been a fan of theirs so it's interesting you know i like grady dick from kansas definitely kind of falls in that like you know the tyler hero uh christian brown mold right the fun sneaky athletic white guy uh who can shoot it uh probably not going to fall to the heat though uh another interesting guy and i'm not a not a duke guy but kyle filipowski uh big shooter 19 years old freshman um We'll see if, you know, Duke is, I think, a very favorable draw in this tournament. Um, I would not be surprised if he is a guy that, you know, he just seems like a guy the Heat would like, especially if they want to try to fix their three-point shooting. Um, Bryce Sensabaugh, another one of those freshmen, uh, like kind of a big scorer uh, forward for, for Ohio State, uh, one of the most impressive freshmen in the country. So it's not like my favorite draft, especially because I am biased towards college guys who go high and there's just not a lot of those in this draft but you know i I like some of the guys a little later on and i I really like brandon miller Uh, some of the other guys i mentioned uh, like and zach Eady, who's kind of the best guy in the country and projected the second round pick is just like fascinating to me um seven four like i never thought we'd see another yao ming but we're kind of seeing another yao ming (laughs) because he can shoot a little bit too i'm 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 learning right now with you all these guys because yeah there you go uh, covering the NBA, like yeah, if you watch this college basketball, yeah. it's just they overlap. There's you're just so busy watching, following the NBA and following the team you cover. It's just so tough. So I really start my draft prep, uh, prep just like right after the season, and then yeah. kind of, and then I look like an expert like a month later, even exactly. though I haven't watched college basketball season. So that's how it works. Oh, and, and another guy, another guy I like, another guy I like Isaiah Wong. Yeah, I mean, he just seems seems to have an NBA skill set just because of his, yeah. his able well, to another his guy who's in isolation. Which will keep him yeah. as a second round pick. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's super athletic. He'd be like a really good score, like scorer off the bench. I think he can make a career. He, for yeah, I mean, he feels like again, I, I think he'll get drafted, but he does feel a lot like some of the like guys that he 
refined and or right. like like he's got a little you know he's more athletic I think than like a Kendrick Nunn or Gabe Vincent but like similar just like a guy who was like a right. really good scorer at the college level was probably too old to get drafted mm-hmm. um, but like he definitely like kind of feels in that mold to me yeah and he developed like his point guard skills and become a little bit of a more well-rounded yeah. offensive player uh, could play a combo you know play as a combo guard. Yeah, like I, I, I could see that. I definitely could see that. Is yeah, he, you think he's think, the best NBA prospect kind of on the on the Kings this year? They yeah. have a few, right? They're yeah, few. I mean, Omir's really good. We'll see what happens if he's going to play Norshad, but he's small. Like, he's a small big man. Yeah, um, yeah. But he's like super high energy guy, right? Um, I mean, so the thing is, like, their they're two best players are, well, those two and then Jordan Miller, who's like Jordan 25 Miller. years old. True. He's like yeah. been around forever. And I actually like him a lot. Like if he was a sophomore, I think he would be pretty interesting. You know, good size, kind of like a does everything like super role player. But he's just I mean, he'll get a shot, obviously, with someone, I think, in summer league or whatever. But he's just I think I think too old to get drafted. And then Nigel Pack yeah. is the other one who's just like a uh, has been, I think, a little you know, obviously this is Wong's team. You know, he's ACC player of the year so. Pack, who's the point guard and was supposed to be this great three-point shooter and had his kind of ups and downs as a shooter, has kind of been overshadowed a little bit. But, yeah, I don't know about him as an NBA prospect, but he's a good player, too. Yeah. Or this could all be moved if the Heat uh, go to the finals and they have the 30th pick in the draft, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we can finish things up there. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Um yeah, we've got your heat coverage at MiamiHerald.com, so go check it out. Um, and thanks, as always, for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week.